Blog Talk Radio. Presenting yourselves on this battlefield. I give you thanks. This is our army. To join it, you give homage. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your army, why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Oh! The English are too many. Thank <laughs> you. 
We fought a revolution in the name of certain beliefs, of liberty, of justice for all, of self-rule and self-reliance. There are many in this country who feel we have not yet won that war. Fewer and fewer of us are voting. More and more of us are joining the ranks of a resistance. The bailout is intrinsically hyperinflationary. The only reason that anybody in their right mind would even think of supporting this bill is because they're scared. And we need a Gideon's army to pull through the reform. And some of you are biblical scholars, you know what I'm talking about. You have to take all the people who are cowards, who will not step up to the plate, as they say, on this issue, and say, okay, dear coward, we're taking over. We're leading. Now, the danger here, of course, is that you're going to have a French Revolution problem, as I said, inside the United States. You now have, and some of these idiots, and even, even my friendly friends out there, who say, please, please be cautious, let this bill go through so they won't shoot us. That's what they're saying. They're saying that behind the Bush administration there are people who would actually use U.S. troops to shoot down people who want to put the horses bill. That's there right now. That is reality. And that's what some of these questions are reflecting. There are people in high places, including some very high-ranking people in terms of their background, who agree totally with what I say about this stuff, but they won't fight because they say you'll be shot. We don't want to go into a death camp. Well, if we go into a death camp because we do this, the world will never forgive those who do it. And the world will never forgive those who capitulate to this. Anybody who's smart is not going to take on the American people in that fashion. You're not going to shove a dictatorship down the throat of the American people. They'll kill you. They'll kill you. And they can. Learn the lesson of Vietnam in a few other locations. They will kill you, and they can, if you make them angry enough. And you're about to make them very angry. The reason you're getting such a, a peculiar behavior in the House of Representatives' background is because the people out there who are behind the people who voted against this bill, those people out there are ready to kill. Not because they're killers, but because they see the destruction of everything that life means to them is threatening them. They've seen a lot of it, step by step. They've put up with it. They've accepted it. They've crawled for it. They said, we have to get along. We have to get along. The time has come when they know that everything is being taken away from them, and that was too much. You're going to find the rage against the White House and against the Senate, in particular, is going to escalate in ways during the coming days of this week and next week in ways beyond anything you, most of you believe. I can see it right there. It's there. It's coming. The mood in the American people, having gone through fake wars, they've had, they've had their children sent out into fake wars, like Iraq. It was a fake war. 
We don't need to go there. We don't need to get into that war. Then we got to do it. They made a mess of it, even what they started. No need. Look at the suffering of people who were in service from that war, not with his death, but injuries, but they can't get help. They're condemned to horrible conditions. And in every neighborhood in the United States, there's someone in that category. It radiates. Don't you see the hatred you're building up against Washington in the people of the United States? And this bill is one bill too many. You're headed for something like the French Revolution in this country that's going to bring it on your own head if you're dumb enough not to fight. There's no limit. There's no excuse for supporting this bill. There's no moral excuse for Guys, here understand the times in which we live today. Have you had enough yet? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? Hey, this uh, Kyle Wittenhouse to the trial. What the hell is he doing on trial to begin with? Yeah, we, we, we're missing the whole question here. We're all entertained, wondering, hey, is kind of guilty, not guilty, guilty, not guilty. What the hell is he doing on trial to begin with? That's my answer. That's my question. I don't care about the guilty or not guilty. The point of it being is, why is he even on trial? Why? Nobody, nobody's asking that question. We're too busy being entertained. I wonder what Judge Unie say. I wonder what Hamdi's going to say tonight on Fox Fake News. Fox Fake, Fox, Fox. You know, and then we got the CNN crap. Why is this kid even on trial to begin with? That's the question again. Why is he on trial to begin with? Why are you? Why is the next guy? Because you know what? 
Kyle, Kyle, this kid Kyle, there's thousands of others across the globe, and especially here in America, that are facing the same situation, but they're not being on the Entertainment Tonight channel. This is tyranny. Tyranny. It's bullshit. That's what it is. It's a bunch of crap. And we should be ashamed of ourselves. Ashamed of ourselves. We should be asking that question here tonight. Why is this kid even on trial to begin with? Why was he arrested? It just makes me sick. Sick. Oh, my. Mask. Biden wanders over mask to get distracted. Signs bill was out. Oh, yeah. Breaking bombshell. Fauci and Gates admit COVID vaccine doesn't work. Shocking. Shocking. Here we go. Let's listen to this. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines to help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccine. We're starting to see waning immunity against infection and waning immunity in the beginning aspect against hospitalization. And if you look at Israel, mm-hmm. which is always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us in the dynamics of the outbreak and their vaccine response and in every other element of the outbreak. They are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, and to some extent death, which is starting to now involve all age groups. So, it's always going to work. It's 96 percent effective. You couldn't say that it had waning immunity or that it erased your immunity, and now he just admits it. And that's what it's all about. This is a cult saying, you're all sick, you're all evil, you're dirty, wear a mask. This is a cult saying, oh, you need four, five, six, seven, eight shots. Now Bill Gates says, oh, sorry, the vaccine didn't work. We got a new one coming out. And so did Fauci. I mean, have we figured this out yet? This is tyrannical corporate government using behavioral psychologists to try to take over the planet while they steal everybody's money and devalue the currency. When they use the term vaccine misinformation, they are using it as a euphemism for any statement that departs from official government policies and pharmaceutical industry profit-taking. It has nothing to do whether it's true or false. It only has to do with what the political implications are. And who is doing the censorship? It's government officials in league with Bill Gates, with Larry Ellison, with Mark Zuckerberg, with Sergey Brin from Google, and with all of these Internet titans. They have engineered not only the destruction of our democracy and our civil rights, but they have engineered the biggest shift of wealth in human history. It comes at the end of October every year and only runs for two weeks. It's what I call the Black Friday comes early super blowout sale. With storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, and up to 60% off on our best-selling products. Brain Force... All right, everybody. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. We got. Uh, I'm gonna call this place here now. It's uh, this uh, place here in uh, Summerfield, North Carolina. They got to an argument with me tonight about a mask, wearing a mask, and I'm gonna uh, give them a call here right now and uh, find out why they were arguing with me. But they said it's a law. I'm gonna call them right now. We're gonna call them live on the air. 
call these bastards. Thanks for calling Greens BBC Sunfield. Hey, how you doing tonight? I was uh, in there a little bit earlier, and uh, one of the employees there he got a little upset with me because I wasn't wearing a mask, and uh, I was just curious. As to, you know, uh, he said it was a law, that, you know, that he was wearing a, for me to wear a mask, and I was just curious as to what law it was. Can you uh, just uh, well, we can go up? back and look at the Greensboro Council had put out a mandate for all establishment to wear, you know, is required to wear a mask when you come in. And therefore, they're the ones who who put that out there. All establishment is supposed to be adhering to it, food line, restaurants, anything that was in the Guilford County. And if you notice, if when you came to the door, on the door, it shows you that a mask is required. And if you do not have your mask, then you will is required to either leave or go ahead and put one on. Now, we don't oh. make the rules, sir, and uh, all we do is just enforce what's given to us. Until it changes, then we just go with what we have, what is on the door. And if you yeah. come back and see on your next visit, then you will see that that mask thing is on the door for everyone. So anyone who yeah. comes through the door, a mask is required. And that's what was put out by the uh, the city council of Greensboro. Yeah, is that a law though? Is it is it a law? Because I I was just wondering because you said it was a mandate. Is that a law? Because I just can't. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm give, give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay. Hey, where's that? Uh, give me that one right there. Okay, it's called face covering requirement indoors, regardless of vaccinate, vaccinated status. The Gifford County. Business owner, the Gifford County business owner, the Gifford County Board of Health has approved a COVID-19 indoor mask rule for businesses, establishments, and public places effective 25 August 21. That means individuals five years or older, regardless of vaccination status, must wear face covering when indoors in all business establishments and public places. All businesses establishments and public places must require that all persons five years and older, regardless of vaccination status, wear face covering when indoors or on their premises. Exemption under under limited circumstances are outlined in the rules. You can visit the health of the www.healthaidgifford.biz to find rules checklists, download resources, and compliance. This rule remained in effect to 8 January 22 until the Gifford County vaccination rate reaches 70% or its positive rate is at or below 5% for three consecutive uh, weeks. And I think that's what they had a vote on today, to this evening. I don't know. I don't know what the outcome of it is. But, but uh, is it a law, though? To, uh, I was just wondering, is it a law? Because no, I was it's, the, it's a requirement from the public health, and this is something that the, oh, that the public didn't write. So if, you come, so if you come in, it's required that you do have face covering. It doesn't but, make but, a difference but, 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 I thought, though, but I thought, though, the law, though, but if it's not law, I mean, sure, certainly you must understand, well, the law, I mean, my, my, my rights don't stop at the front door of a business that's well, open to the public. Right? Well, I it's mean, like this. Right? Well, this, this is what it's saying. 
if you come in here to do business, it's required that you have a face covering. If you do not want to comply to that, then you, you have to leave. So we do not have to sell to you. So what happens if, if what happens if they do not make people wear a mask in their establishment? Well, what happens then? Well, number one, until this mandate, this what I just read to you, until they downtown make that decision, then if they take it off, if they say they changed it, they changed the rules on what they're doing, then we follow those rules. But when you come rules. upon the door yeah. to enter. Yeah. When you come upon the door to enter, it's required that a face covering is required. It's right here on the door. Now, if you come through the door, one of us will let you know that he or she will need a mask. But what, but, but what, about, can I just ask you, though, what, what does the mask do to protect us against the virus? Because sir, from what I understand, it doesn't protect yeah, us man, at all. Listen, listen, listen to me. If you want to find out that information... Of what it does, I don't get into all of the specifics and everything. I just follow no, the I know, rules no, I got that. that I got they that. have, I'm just and that's something that you will have to yeah. uh, get in. Who was it with? Uh, so if the council, if the council says, you go to www. Yeah, I'm sorry. You go to www. Gifford County. If they would, if they send this memo out, okay. But but for specific, when it comes down to the question. When it comes down to uh, wearing the mask inside the facility, inside the store, that's what is required. So, okay, and, uh, so as a store it, Whichever ABC store, whichever, no, whichever ABC store that you visit here in Greensboro, it's going to be required that you have a mask before you can uh, enter in to do any, any business. So, now, so therefore, as far as anything right else beyond that one, I don't know, yeah. sir, I ain't got anything to do with rights. If you want to know anything else, as I stated, you can, uh, it's www, uh, give me a moment, I'll give you, okay. gov. That's who you are. Go to that website for the rules that they have online. Uh, you got any so, additional yeah, No, rules? no, no. That's I just want to ask you a quick question. So back in the 1950s and 60s when they said blacks aren't allowed in this store, it's our I don't, our policy. You know, that was okay back then because, so, I mean, well, I'm just trying to say a right is a right. If we allow our rights to stand at the front door and we allow people to discriminate against someone who believes a personal belief because there's no facts based in, based upon what, what that mask requirement is, it's just like skin Sir, color. If a black man, you know, once I'm just again, saying. Once again, I understand that, but my stance on it is here they have, they have this rule. This is what they ask us to do. That's what I'm doing. I don't get into the specifics of what you're saying. I understand that. But when you come in here, this is the rule that it, that we have to apply. That's all and I can say. Now, as far as rights, the no, ones who and come if in. abided by the rules, though, we wouldn't have rights today. We wouldn't have any rights, and we wouldn't have an American. Today. Well, it, no. you, know, you know, we can agree to disagree. But once again, when it comes down to us here at the job, we have the rules. This is what they ask us to do, and that's what we do. Will so the, will the city, anyone will the that comes through, shut you down? If you guys didn't comply with that rule, though, will the city shut you down sir, if you don't comply with that? I don't know. I, like I told you once again, young man, I don't get in the specific of all of that. All I know, this is the rule. This is what they ask. Even on my other no, job, no, no, they no, have no. Rules. I was just saying, if you said, but "Hey, I'll let what, people come into my I don't store," know. no, I was just saying. If you 
I'm saying you as an individual, if you let people come into your store without wearing a mask, will they shut you down and fine you? They are. Uh, I don't know how they got it set up. If they were to go in the food line and see that they will find the store, the not the individual, but the store, they'll find the store. Now, for us, like we said, all we do is just abide by what the rules, what they ask us to do. So if anyone comes in or comes through that door, you can understand we require them to get a mask or have them to get a mask before they can come any further. And, every, and I'm going to say about 90, 95% of the people that come through, they go ahead, put it on. They ain't in here but a few Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And they then comply. everybody oh, yeah. go. You know, yeah. We got to go along. And that's all sure, I do. Why not? I mean, imagine, it's, though, if the founders, like said, 3% of the population didn't agree, uh, just went, didn't comply with the taxes and, and didn't stand up to the British. Imagine. We wouldn't have a country today. <laughs> you know? Well, so, well if I don't think know? we got, I think we have a country, but once again, you know, we have the rules. I mean, I'm not here to, I know. to no, be divided. No, I understand, or, and you're just doing your job. I know. Correct. You know, and I know, I understand, you're just doing your job. And uh, and after all, that's what the Nazis said during the Norberg trials, too. Hey, we were just doing our job, you know? I mean, you know, so... <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I just disagree with it. That's all the policy and whatnot. I just, I, because there's no proof that the mask actually protects you. You know, I'm not, I, I I'm don't. not into the science parts of it. All I know is what's handed down is what they say. This is what we have. Boom, boom, boom. We say okay, and we comply with it. And anyone that comes through the door, I don't care who it is. You know, I've, you like I've had many to come. I appreciate your time, though. I really do. But let me ask you a question, though. If every if, if the policy and the, and the company said slap every customer upside the head when they walk through the door, would you do it? <laughs> you know? If that's Obviously what the policy not, right? is, so yeah. You know. But then again, <laughs> we're only doing what we're told to do, okay? Um, that, a lot of people, uh, now, now, listen, people now, follow those. Respect, some of them don't. Yeah. With all due respect, you listen know, but, to what you just said. I'm only doing what I'm told to do. I mean, what I'm on. told to do because I am a man under authority. So, therefore, when my wow. supervisors, my leaders come in and they say this is what we're going to do, well, then that's what we do. If, if not, wow. if you don't no, like it, the then you go and find a job somewhere else. Well, we are, we, are, we can, but like I said, once again, this is the rule that we put before us. This is what they told us. They wanted us to do, and this is what we're doing. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. All we have to do is just enforce it. When it comes, you come through that door, so just when make they, sure so to when make they everything you, you easy. Yeah, no, I know, but if they tell you you're going to be vaccinated, so whatever the government says, we got to comply with. we just got to obey, right? Well, if, I mean, once again, obey. that's an individual. That's an individual uh, thought for whomever, but far as me, they ask us to do this. This is what I do. I don't get in all the politics or the specifics of it. So whomever comes through this door, just like when I come through here and coming in for shift and someone is standing in here or have gotten in here and don't have a mask, I will go to them, tell them the same thing, and he or she will have to go ahead and comply. Because if everyone else is in here has theirs, then might as well go ahead. Yeah, we got to I mean, do what everybody else rule. does, right? I mean, well, it's, once imagine, again, it's a rule. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand all of that, but they ain't got nothing to do with me not doing my job, and that's part of my job. 
and I'm not going to sit here and be subordinate. Once again, I'm not going to lose your job. I know. It ain't just that. It's part of when I'm here, even if this is your establishment. Hey, I want you to do this, this, and this. If I don't do that, then you're going to get me in violation of the, of the policies or the procedures or the rules that you have set forth. It happens constantly. So all I just, all I do and my coworkers, what we do, we just go ahead and abide by it. And uh, if you go to some just of the other go, stores, yeah, yeah. the security guard, yeah. Yeah. the security guard okay. right there, he he or she is not going to let. They're going to tell you you're going to need a mask before you come and, in, and, what will they and do they will the turn you away. Comply? What if the customer says, no, I'm not going to wear a mask, it's my right not to? What will happen to that customer, you think? Well, then, then he or she, we're going to ask them to leave. And what if they don't leave? And they just say, hey, I wanna, I'm here to buy this. No, we just, we just call is. your friend. No, no, it don't work like that. Yeah, you're not going to strong arm. We just call the just No, call, I'm not strong arm. We just call the police. We just call the police and let them escort him. Yeah. I'm not going to stand here arguing with you, man. I'm not going to stand here. I'm just I know, but I'm just telling you. You come through here if you don't want to buy by the rules. Just like me coming to your house. If I don't, if I come to your house and you say, uh, don't put your feet on the table, and I put my feet on the table. We're in a public place. No, no, no. No, no, I'm just saying. But no, what I'm saying is, it's the respect. It's the respect of the rules. You have respect. respect. I respect your rules. Uh So when you come through here, now you can sit here and twist words, play up and down. No, I'm not using my house. something. I'm using that as an example for us. Me coming to your house, uh, you have certain rules. I respect the rules of the house. So when you come here, just respect the rules of the store. We're in a public place. It's a Congressman, public Congressman, listen to me. Well, we're not going to sit here and go back and forth like a tennis ball. I don't say it. No, I If you got any other questions. That's all. That's all. Well, then, when you ask them, listen to what? It was just um, I'm showing you there's a difference. We have rules, and that's what we're going to follow when we're here. And when people come through, well, I'm not, I'm not. Well, they were wrong when they did that, but, but once again, once again, I'm not going to get into politics of what, of this whole thing. Any other questions? Like I said, you can come down here talk with Nick, or you can go um, with the information I gave you. Call them, and they'll give you a little bit more. Until they change it, then we'll change it. As it stands right now, when you come through this, come in here to do business, you have your mask on, you purchase your spirit, and then you leave. Very simple. And then and, and just, just obey, right? No, yeah, I agree. No, know. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. I'm just trying to ask you what the, you know, and I appreciate your time here. I really do. And uh, I just, I just like, I just don't think that if we all lived like that, we wouldn't have the freedoms we have today, you know? I mean, that's all. Well. But, you know, like I said, I only just do what we're asked to do, and that's it. And when I do have a question, I will ask that question. But as it stands right now, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I understand. Okay, and young man. I appreciate man. your time. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You too, young man. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Take care. All right, everybody, uh, you heard it there. You will obey the rules. You will obey. 
You, you and that's that. That is the citizens of our society and our our public here today. And uh, that's what you will do. You will obey. And you heard what he said. We'll call the police. We'll call the police. Let's let's ask the police. Let's call them and ask them. What do you think? Let's call them and ask them because he said he'd call the police. And let's find out. Let's call the police department and see if they would come and arrest me because I'm not going to wear a mask. Because I ain't wearing a goddamn thing. How about that? <laughs> let's see what the policy is for the police department. Because he, ju- he was just telling me that's what he's going to do, call the police if I don't wear a mask. And uh, let- so let's find out. Let's call the, the Guilford County Sheriff's Department. I mean, that's what we need to do, ask questions. And, uh, you know, because I want to know, because, you know, and just imagine, we wouldn't have America today if we didn't challenge this stuff, right? I mean, tell me something, what other podcast shows doing what I'm doing, huh? You know, so uh, the bottom line is this, I ain't wearing it, period. End of story, I ain't wearing it. (laughs) Arrest me, beat me up, electrocute me. Uh, do whatever the hell you want to do. And, folks, you just heard that store clerk right there. He gave me a big, long spew spew and, and lecture that he says you're going to wear your mask when you come in here, and we're just going to do what we're told. That's what I feel like doing to him. Sheep. He's going to do what he's told. He's going to do what he's told. That's right. That's right. He's going to do what he's told. I got a couple callers here, but before I, before I get to the callers here, I want to call the Guilford County Sheriff's Department and ask them what the uh, what's going on here. If they'll arrest me if I don't wear my mask, uh, I, you know, I, I'm just curious. Will I be arrested because I don't wear my mask? I mean, I mean, I'm just curious here. So, uh, ooh, I got to get the number here right. Uh, make sure I get that number here right here. I don't want to call somebody. Oh, six four one. Okay, six four one. All right, six four one. Six four one. I probably won't get anybody, but it's it's after hours, you know. But let's see here. I I don't want to call nine one one. I'm just I have to call dispatch. So let's see. Hopefully I can get them. Let's see here. Let's give them a call. There we go. Thank you for calling the Guilford County Sheriff Department. Our offices Yay. are currently closed. Our regular <laughs> business hours are from eight a.m. to five p.m. Monday through Friday. Please call Yay. back during regular business hours. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Business hours. All right. So I got to call them during the day. Um, I wonder if they got a dispatch number, though. I'm just curious here. Uh, dispatch. They got to have a dispatch number. I'm just curious. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, non-emergency. Oh, they got non-emergency number. Okay, yeah, let me call that one. Non-emergency. It's not. It actually is an emergency. My rights are being violated. You know, but uh, we're going to get into – we'll see how long they last on the line here uh, before they hang up on me. We had them hang up on me before, remember? We had we had police departments hang up on me all the time. Let's let's call them real quick here, non-emergency. I see the callers on the line. I will get to you. I promise I will get to you. Uh, if you missed it, people that are just tuning in right now, I was just debating with a store clerk here in uh, Summerfield, North Carolina, how you will wear a mask. And he will obey the rules, and uh, that's all there's to it. You will obey the rules. You will. You, and they just follow the rules, and they do what they're told. When I asked him about you know, what the mask does to protect you, he wouldn't answer that. I just do what I'm told, he said. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's try this number here. Let's give him a quick, quick call, and then I'll take the callers. Please enter a valid number. All right, what's going on here? All right, all right, let me take my first caller here while I get the right number for the non-emergency number. Go ahead there, uh, private caller. Go ahead. You're live. Go ahead. 
Hello? Ryder caller. Yeah, go ahead. You're live. Oh, hey, I didn't I didn't hear the, the unmuted, man. What's up? <laughs> what do you think of that call, Sarge? What do you think, huh? Tyranny, huh? Tyranny at its best. I have to you, Joe. I've been a police officer in exactly that situation where I was called to remove a person that uh, a, a, a public, uh, what you might call a public accommodation under civil rights law, was mm-hmm. make, wanted to have removed. Really? And I can, I can tell you what the law says, like in Illinois and probably most other states. Now, public accommodation, you cannot discriminate against someone. I mean, talking about legally now, okay? You can't discriminate against someone on the basis of race, uh, disability, and several other criteria, depending upon whether or not the state laws have adopted them, you know, uh, uh, as, as classes that cannot be discriminated against in matters of public accommodation, meaning if you got a restaurant or a store that's open to the public and you let anybody walk in, uh, provided they're obeying the rules of the establishment, then you can't discriminate against those classes. But if they have a sign posted that says, we reserve the right to reserve, refuse service to anyone, then they have another sign saying, you can't get service without shoes or a shirt on, and they call call somebody like me, a uniform agent of the state with a badge and a gun, and they call you in there and say, this man, you see that sign? No shoes, no shirt, no service. Look at him. He ain't got no shoes, got no shirt on. I told him I want him to leave. He won't leave. Uh, and I asked him, okay, he's not leaving. Are you willing to sign a complaint for trespass if, I, if you tell him to leave and he doesn't leave? Now, if they're not going to sign a complaint, I'm not sticking around. I said, look, you got to sign a complaint or i got no authority to arrest him. But if you're going to sign a complaint that he's trespassing and will not leave after you've asked him to leave, then I can arrest him for trespassing, but only on your complaint. And if they do that, then I have the authority to arrest him under that state law and most laws that I know of. Even if it's unconstitutional, even if it's unconstitutional. Again, it's not unconstitutional unless it is a violation of civil rights law. Most stores have the right under most state laws to refuse service to anyone whom they have deemed violating the laws and establishing their presence. Usually, though, they've got to have a sign posted that effect somewhere. Wow. What if they're the only establishment in the general public that offers that type of service? Then, um, then if it's private establishment, a private business, they have the uh, uh, the right no, to do so. No, it's not private. It's open to the public. It, it doesn't. There's no, no sign public, saying we're private. Term I use. Public accommodation. Unlawful discrimination in public accommodations is always illegal. It's illegal under civil rights law. But again, those those they have to be defined in the law. You, anyone. In other words, it has to be a offense that anyone can commit, like not wearing shoes or a shirt. You understand what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying, well, look, well, how about this? You and know, and like, this in, the in the case of not this wearing is the problem, a mask. Sorry, this is the problem. Hang on, sorry. This is the problem with the codification of laws and statutes. It violates common law and the general laws that this country was founded upon, the Constitution. That's why we don't have a Constitution anymore. We have codified UCC laws. That 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 make no common sense whatsoever. You know, you see, that is why here. that is why you need to be as close to your legislators as you can to That's put why pressure I'm for the legislator. to yeah. repeal the laws 
that you think yep. are arbitrary and capricious. If you can get well, your state legislature. Well, 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 hang on, Sarge. They already are. Marbury versus Madison. The Supreme Court said any law that conflicts uh, with the Constitution or, or conspicuates, conspicuates, uh, I'm tongue tied here, um, uh, that, that basically that go, conflicts with the Constitution. Null and void. The Supreme Court. You see, that's why it doesn't work. It's a, that's why the founders were so genius. They were so ingenious yeah, Joe, you with the Constitution. The, I know you're a Constitution, Constitution man. Constitution you know? also believes, also has a little provision there called the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution. And the Tenth Amendment to the yeah. Constitution allows the people to make these sorts of laws that are not in vi- direct violation of the Constitution. But now we get to the civil and, rights charge. Now, you as being a black man, said, you say, now, hang one, on, now one of the, to the 14th Amendment, which rights, enslaved us. Yeah, you know? one of the rights we have to recognize, along with the rights of the individual, is the right of property owners to determine but they're not, how but their Sarge, property... But, Sarge, they're not. They're open to the public. Listen, Sarge, the bottom again, line is this. It's a public establishment. It's a public Public it's in a public parking lot. It's in a commercialized business. That means it's open to the general public to come in and shop. If you're and allowed to come in, it's, it's not Remember, a private. A business owner can shut down his property early if he wants to. He can but just he's not a business owner. He's a manager out. of a store. Yeah, but he's a manager of a corporation that's open to the general public, you see. And, and, and that's why Woolworth here in Greensboro, North Carolina, when they said, and you know about this, Sarge, that's why Woolworth in downtown Greensboro, they said no blacks at the, at the counter. No black people at the counter. All black people at yeah, the back that, of the restaurant. Though, that's discrimination on the Illegal. Wait a minute, Joe. Joe, the difference is they are being discriminated against on the basis of an immutable characteristic. Well, I don't know if you're not wearing a skin color or the genetics. Me wearing a mask, I don't want to cover my face. I feel like I'm being, you know, there's no justification to wear a mask. It has to be something that is that is can be just about universally applied to anyone. Well, it is, now, see, if, it, now, is, they, it now, is. They, now, if they wanted to dis- discriminate against the disabled because a wheelchair provides obstructions in the aisle, for instance, most states have in their in their in their laws and the constitution a provision that you are not allowed to discriminate against handicapped people and disabled people. So right there is in the law. Sorry. You can't do it. Even if Sarge, it does, you know what? Even if it does provide an inconvenience. But Sarge, this is where we get into a dis- This is where you, actually, I'm going to call you hypocritical on this because the Constitution. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Very I didn't simple. Say I agree hang on, with Sarge. These laws. So hang on, let me finish, Sarge. Hang I'm on now. We got disagreement here. I know. Usually, you and I agree with each other. Usually, we agree, but this time we disagree because you know what? Common law. Who? There's no injured party. That you know what? This is a public establishment that's open to the general public, and it's personal preference. As me being white, black, yellow, whatever it may be, I'm not wearing a mask because you know what? 
it's uncomfortable for me. I feel uncomfortable. And so you're asking me to place an object across my mouth, across my nose, that, that I feel like I, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And you're telling me because everybody else is wearing one, I have to wear one. You know, and he just said it was a mandate, which is not a law. It's not a law. That's why I was trying to get to him on about the law, because it's not a law. It's an executive order by the governor, and, ex- and governors don't write laws, and executive orders are not law. So, therefore, it's not the law. Unless they amend the Constitution where it says everyone has to wear a mask out in general public, uh, then, therefore, it's unconstitutional. You're violating my rights as a citizen of this country. And whether you know, and there's no injured party, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, saying that it's silly I, nonsense I'm to just begin saying with. That it, you know, it, it comes down to private property rights, and the uh, it's like a homeowner almost. Not quite. No, no, it's not like yes, a homeowner because my home yes, is not is. open to jump up. Sarge, I'm going to bring on 909 here. They probably got something to contribute go here. In that homeowner's house. Yeah, but the, but my home is not I mean, open you, to the general you, public. You have, you, wait a minute. Do you have a First Amendment right to protest? Yes, you do. Do you have a First Amendment right to protest inside that person's business establishment? No. Yo, whoa. So, and they have a right <laughs> to bring on 909. Maybe they could bring on some, uh, shed some light on it. It's a property. very interesting conversation. The system is broken here. I see. All right, 909, go ahead. Well, look, I, I, look I, could, I could say that here's what I would be for now. This is what I'm for. I'm for saying... I am for saying, like, especially with this COVID, you know I'm against this mask mandate. You know I'm against vaccine mandates. You already know that, right? Yes, of course. Sorry. I, of course. I'm against, yeah, you know, I'm you're against, my, uh, listen, man, you know I love you like a brother. You know that. We could do battle on the yeah. field together. You know that. Come on. Yeah, I know. I'm just but, saying but, I'm against all that. I'm also for private property rights equally as much. And I, I would like to say this. I, I agree with you that. A governor making a mandate not supported by state legislation, because states are free to legislate in matters like this under the Tenth Amendment. States are free. To, I'm not saying they should. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying under the Constitution they are free to if they wish. Now, it's up to us to put pressure on these legislatures not to pass these onerous laws or to repeal them if they do. Sarge, I'm going to bring 909 on. 909, go ahead. Thank you for calling in. Go ahead. I think I know who this is. Go ahead, 909. Uh, oh, we got a bad connection. You might have to call back in. I got a bad connection with you. Try again. Uh, go ahead. Talk. Go ahead. I, I think we got a bad connection. I know who this is. I, I can't. I can barely hear you. They, uh, you're gonna have to call back in. We got a, we had a bad connection. Uh, I know who that is, and I, I'm hoping she's on my side on this, but because she's very well versed in the, in the Constitution. <laughs> I, that's, I think that's Suzette, actually. Uh, and uh, but uh, I, I don't know if she's gonna agree with Sarge on this or me. I don't know, but uh, it'd be interesting uh, on the conversation point. I mean, the mask, the mask policy. It's a policy right now, and that's what I was asking the store clerk, Sarge, is that is this a uh, – it's a mandate. It's a mandate. It's not state law, that, and, and that was the thing I was trying to bring across to the store clerk, and they, and, uh, they were telling me uh, – and he was disagreeing with me. He's saying it's policy of the board that the, the, the city council voted on it, saying it's a mandate. So can the city council constitutionally make people wear a mask? 
You know, I'm not sure. Can they? I don't but, know. Well, again, I, I you know, like, if you if you look at the way trespass laws are written in a state, trespass laws are written in a manner like that. I know the way they were written in Illinois, and the way they were written yep. in Illinois is when a person who is authorized to, such as either a person who speaks for the property owner, like an employee, in the case of a restaurant. Right. Uh, Suzette's restaurant. trying to get back in, Sarge. All right, Suzette's trying to get back in. Let me let me see if I can connect her real quick. All right, uh, go ahead there, Suzette. Now I got a private caller too. Go ahead, Suzette. I think that's you. Go ahead. Nine oh nine. Go ahead. Is that is that any better? Yep, I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there with the bad connection, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I was writing in the chat room as far as the whole, um, you know, no shirt, no sock, no service, or whatever that is. Those those are you know establishments policies that are made clear for the public to see if they're you know outside posted on the window or some type of marquee board or whatever but those things are something that a person can choose to to not do and can't expect to be um, able to go into that establishment when the establishment said clearly this is the rules to come in something you can actually do something about you know because you know, you don't want to wear shoes. Well, people don't want bare feet walking around, you know, their food or whatever. So there's reasons. But something else as far as your gender, your race, your disabilities, um, I forget what else I had labels in there, um, color, whatever, those are things that you can't do anything about. You can't choose to do something about in order to accommodate the establishment's rules. And so, you know, those are the ones that fall under civil rights. There may be a few more, too, that I left out. But, uh, again, those are just things, as Sarge mentioned, or try to mention, that you can't do anything about. It's something that's innate, you know, within you. So those are protected under the civil civil rights. And okay. choosing not to wear a mask would not be a, a civil, civil right violation because it's a choice. You made a choice. That establishment says you don't come in without one. You're saying, I don't want to wear one. He says, all right, go down the street. There's a place down the street that you don't have to wear one, but you can't come in here. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. That was very that. well explained. I'm telling you, okay. I tell you I've, I've done it a dozen, dozens of times. Okay. Every time okay. the person will either get convicted or they'll give them a suspended sentence or whatever. Because, okay. I mean, you know, right. the owner gives them notice. they got to go. All right. Now, now, so, therefore, when, what happens when they say you got to get your vaccination and they want to jab you with the vaccination? Is that a choice? Is that something well, else? Obviously, but, the property manager can't make you take a vaccination. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is if you don't get your vaccination, you're not coming into this store. You cannot shop here at this store here today. How do if they you ask don't show you me proof? proof. How do they ask you to prove it? Well, the state, the state's going to mandate that you carry around a vaccination card with you, a digital card. I think it's time to start protesting and civil disobedience. Then. No, no, but that wasn't my question. My question was, does that fall under the same category now? Because that's a choice. I wouldn't think it's that a choice. One does. No. I wouldn't think no, that does one not. does. No, I think that's that's at and least arguable. Why. That's at least arguable. All right, go ahead, Suzette. Go ahead. Why, why, why do you say no? Because the mandate for a vaccine or any other type of um, medicine or medical uh, experiment, experimental item that you have to ingest or consume or have put in your body is different than wearing a mask. 
that type of mandate is against your person and your and <laughs> and against the Nuremberg Code for God's sake. But not only that, but just the fact that they want to experiment on you without you know without any knowledge of what would actually come of it. And so yeah, that that's completely different because that's that's we're dealing with um, life and death, possibly severe you know side effects. Um, and things like that that could physically um, harm you, and so without any knowledge of you know what those things are. So, yeah, that's okay. That, that's different. Okay. Yeah, okay. I gotta go with that. Well, too. I gotta agree with her on that. I see your point. Logically, I see your point. I got another private caller here. Once we've been waiting here about five minutes, I don't like to make people wait. Let's see what they gotta say. Go ahead, private caller. Yes, uh, my name is. Uh, Mike, you know me. Very good. How about you? Yeah, Mike. How you doing? How you doing, Mike? Good to hear your voice again. Hey. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Nice. Yeah. You know, Suzette, I know her very well from 10 years, 20 years in this BTA, BTR. So I... I, I hey, Mike. I, how I you doing? Her. Hey. How you doing? I am very good. Pretty good. Good. We are in the good. Same we haven't heard you in a while. We are in the same page because we are all Trump. Thank you. Good to hear from you, too. And so we, uh, we know the fact that this uh, guy in Liverpool, I mean, he, he, he was uh, sent by, you know, uh, terrorist uh, Hamas and also Taliban. I mean, we have brought so many Afghanis all over the globe, and you know there are uh, very every, there are. I mean, our country, Europe is gone right now. I mean, look at it, uh, Belarus. I mean, the people invaded uh, Poland while there is a uh, soft martial law imposed in the borderline, but still they go inside it. These people, I mean, none of them are to be a security check. None and Mike, of them and Mike real to, quick, uh, hey, Mike, I want to say the, the intelligence report that you gave me from the other night there about, about three or four nights ago, all of a sudden now Fox News is talking about it, about Russia massing troops on the border of Ukraine, getting ready to invade Ukraine. So, Mike, you called into this show about three, four nights ago, and you said, watch, they're going to be talking about this, and uh, you're absolutely correct. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. Well, NATO yeah, right no now is pulling exercises over in Poland, in Belarus, um, and yeah, they've been doing yeah. that. And I don't know, you know, <laughs> so they started yeah, it first, pulling their exercises. Yeah. And so, of course, Russia is going to, you know, make sure that they're not going to be caught with their pants down. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, you're absolutely correct. But I'll tell you what, this is a that, – that's at least what I'm, the point I was trying to make is that, hey, we, we got this information out there first, and I want to thank Mike for calling in the other night because he's the one that told me, and we reported on it. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> But glad Mike got anything else Mike for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mike brings us the so, international so news. He's, he's good at that. This good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, these kind of events are going to happen more and more. I mean, this uh, the the guy, uh, taxi driver, locked the guy up in the uh, taxi, so he blew up himself and he killed himself. And uh, right right away, uh, through CTU counterterrorism unit oh, of the UK, uh, I mean, they brought three people into uh, knees right away. So we can see that you know. 
these events are happening. We have World War III is happening almost. I mean, China uh, ultimatum to Australia that we, uh, since you have an impact uh, with United States yeah. to defend Taiwan. So if you do that, we are coming to nuke you to the hell. I mean, then we have Russia situation. We have Israeli uh, situation with Iran, which is very tense. Any moment, uh, it can happen today. It can happen next week. It can and happen checked, at any time. And I actually talked to a couple of people I know in the military. You're absolutely correct, actually, with the dry run they did in, over in Iran. They actually did a dry run over there to uh, bomb the nuclear reactors and some uh, military installations over in Iran. Uh, the Israeli Air Force actually did. And then they pulled back and they came back. It was a dry run. That's what you called it the other night. I checked on that. And that was it. That was a test mission because that's what they're planning on. But those aren't the actual targets. Those are soft targets. The real targets, of course, we can't know. There's no way we can know because there's nobody calling in here that's from the actual military, uh, high-ranking parts of the military that are making decisions. But but that was a dry run, like you said. And uh, but that can only we can only assume that Iran is going to be uh, targeted real soon. And I the distraction of Ukraine and Russia is going to be a good distraction. I think that's when Israel will do that. And once Israel does bomb Iran, you're looking at freaking World War III happening right there, and it's going to begin in the Middle East. I mean, it's crazy. And then Taiwan will be attacked by uh, China because China, you know, China's watching right China now what's going to happen over there because they're going to invade Taiwan. Well, they hey, Joe, you know that Ukraine captured city. 10 Russian paratroopers who are in Ukraine on a reconnaissance mission, uh, they said they were there by mistake. They they lost their bearings and they were by mistake. <laughs> but uh, the Ukrainian military spokesman, a guy named Andriy Lysenko, said they were carrying out a special reconnaissance mission, and they identified them as being from the 331st Regiment of the 98th Zvisk Airborne Division. Yeah. Wow. Suzette, go ahead. You had something to say, Suzette? You were, yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but that's okay. Bombings, sorry. Six bombings in China recently, and that's not being reported, wow. but it, China had bombed six of its six different cities, areas. Yep. And I was what's like, whoa, that? what's going so, on so there? We see what's happening here, Suzette, and we see what's happening here in America right now. With Look, man, you go to the grocery store, half the aisles are empty. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but here in North Carolina, the aisles are empty. Half, half the aisles are empty. I mean, there's products that that are just not being fulfilled in the, in the aisles. And in, you know, so we we and I. What's this with this Evergreen? What's with this Evergreen ship that's supposedly in the uh, Suez Canal, or or uh, that that's stuck there, uh, holding up transport of all the. Uh, and it's supposedly in these, in these shipping containers, there's children being harvested or kidnapped from around the world. Does anybody know anything about that? I mean, uh, I mean, does anybody know anything or heard anything about that? I haven't delved into that too deeply. But um, I was just going to say, you know, whether you hate Trump or love Trump, they said that everything was chaotic under his presidency. I don't think so compared to what's going on right now worldwide and, and <laughs> here at home. I mean, good grief. Yeah, I know. I know. It's insane. It's insane. And, and you know, right now, the clinical trials are, that have been conducted by the uh, Pfizer uh, uh, to determine long uh, the, the risks in children who take this COVID-19 vaccine, the company admitted mm-hmm. in documents uh, submitted to the FDA 
that, and, and uh, on page 11, and you can look at this, you can go to Infowars.com and check it out, the FDI, FDA Advisory Committee, um, uh, that, that um, they need the, the, the risk, yeah, yeah, I mean, from children from ages 5 to 12. I mean, I mean, yep. this is insane. So, so what do we do when they say that you're going to, uh, you must have a vaccination to shop here or you're not getting your Social Security check no more or, uh, you know, you, you're not allowed to shop at, at Food Lion here in uh, North Carolina because if you don't have your vaccination. Well, what, what do you do? What happens? Well, it ha- what do you do? It happens. It happened in Australia. Uh, Australia, two million people. Uh, let me uh, say something. In Australia, it happened. Two million people not vaccinated. Right away, they put them into a quarantine. And so I guess the next step is going to be FEMA camp in Australia. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Quarantine camps. It is. I heard about that. Yes. That is nuts. Yeah. Quarantine camps, folks. And we got them here right now, the quarantine camps. So so, so what happens, what, what, what do we do as Americans? So, you know, what happens when that happens here in America? Because how many people have been vaccinated already here in America? They're saying 80% of us have already been vaccinated. I mean, can the 3% stand up, Suzette or Sarge? Can the 3%, like I played in the intro here to the show, can the 3% stand up and take on this machine today? I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, this is medical tyranny, Joe. These mandates from the government, especially what, 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 um, what, uh, that damn, uh, uh, poopy pants, President Poopy Pants is doing. I mean, yeah. given these orders that he has no authority to do, literally, it's tyranny. It literally is tyranny. Mm-hmm. Seizing power that he does not have under law. Well, Biden we're says we're in a permanent emergency right now. Biden says we are in a permanent emergency right now. Permanent. That's what he says. <laughs> and the federal <laughs> court said, I don't think so. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah, I saw that really had put a stay. And over the yeah. weekend, the uh, labor defense had gone back to try and get him to lift it because they were saying, well, if you don't do it now, it's, you're going to put millions of lives at risk and blah, blah, blah. And the court said, I don't care. I'm putting the stay in permanently. That's it. You blew it. You guys, I told you not till after January 4th, come see me, and, and you blew it. So now it's permanent. So there's a permanent stay on a mandate, on Biden's mandate for companies with 100 employees in there. Please talk about that. California five and some areas at eight and a half dollars. What the hell is going on? Wow. Yeah. And Senator wow. um, Johnson had held a panel recently with the victims and they are victims of the Pfizer vaccines. Their reactions, their their life changing reactions. One father even lost his son. He thought he was doing the right thing by having him back vaccinated and and he yeah i played that on here yeah Yeah, i played that on here actually yep you know yeah that's we have thousands of incidents of people being adversely affected by vaccine including it's being reported right on the government's own websites sorry i reported it here i had i had an instructor from the air force academy here uh an instructor from the air force she's a 20-year vet uh, he was an Air Force uh, Academy instructor. She came on my podcast about two weeks ago and told you everybody 
Look, I'm telling you, and, and I, I know her from the Republic, and uh, I don't know why the governor gave her to me and let her come on my podcast show, but thank God she did. She told us stuff that's going to happen, and the real amount of people that have died from this vaccine that you that would blow your mind. I mean, so, yeah, there's, there's so many people that have died from this vaccine and the plans that, that they have. And, and she's a part of the Patriot community now. She's like, she, she don't care if she loses her job or not. And, uh, you know, <laughs> by coming on my podcast show, she's like, I don't care if I lose my job by coming on here, but I'm going to tell you what's really going on. And she told us. I mean, so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's the insane. Young athletes under 30 forward. years of age who get myocarditis and blood clots after getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, something? Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. It's very... 90% of the people who are hospitalized today is because they were vaccinated. And now it's fourth, fifth, fifth shot in Israel. Pretty soon, every six months, you have to have a shot. I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing that we have heard in the history of mankind. I mean, there is some, I mean the vaccines are made in two days. Pfizer made it in two days. Moderna made it in three days. I mean, you do really think yeah, that's a vaccine? The I mean, usually uh, polio vaccine was made in 15 years. Other vaccines yeah. are made in 10 years uh, range. I mean, do you really think that vaccine that is made in two days is a vaccine? That's BS. <laughs> I know. Well, no, according to the CDC, it is. Hang on, sorry. Hang on. Go ahead, Susan. He talked over you. Go ahead. Go ahead, right, so According sorry. to the CDC, it is. They- they recently changed the definition, or I guess last month they changed the definition uh, for vaccine, vaccines and vaccination, where it was before, um, it, it was basically an injection to get rid of or deter a disease permanently, chickenpox, you know, polio, whatever. But, and this, what we have now, is not a vaccine because it doesn't take away anything. It doesn't prevent you from getting anything. But now it does according to the definition that they just changed. So how about that? I mean, they're really going to great lengths here, and it's miraculously being done no matter what comes out as far as information goes. And we're talking. So what do we do? You know, so what do we do? People what, who are yeah, the bottom line is this: what's the well, answer? It, what, what's the answer to all this? It goes to people like you just spoke to that man that you just spoke to that caller that says you know he's just following policy. And that, and he'll continue to follow orders, you know. And, and somehow he believes that he has some type of authority. Scary, scary, <laughs> isn't it? It's scary, isn't it? It's scary. Yeah. I'll yeah. follow mm-hmm. orders. I'll just do what I'm told. Yep. You know. Oh. And, and that goes to the police departments out there, the sheriff's departments, the courthouses that you know that that are complying with all this stuff. You know. But wait a minute, I mean, Joe. Even in the army, they told us. You are not to follow a patently illegal order. They told us that even in the Army. But they are, Sarge. Mm-hmm. But they are. That's the problem. They are, though. You know? How many people in Vietnam, Sarge, yeah. lit that village on fire? How many people went and said, hey, we're here to follow orders? They killed those. Uh, I mean, look, I'm not trying to knock Vietnam vets because they did it in Afghanistan, too, and, and, and Iraq. You know, uh, and Fallujah. You know? Look. Uh, they follow illegal orders. So what makes you think they're not going to do it here when U.N. troops come in here and the majority of U.N. troops say, hey, you want your family dead, then you obey orders. You know, what are we going to do? I, I would well, hope they would follow We lost 200,000 soldiers. 200,000 soldiers had walked because they refused to get the vaccine. 
And then, of course, um, they had gotten rid of a bunch of soldiers because they believed them to be white supremacists. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They did that first. Military. You like that one? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That was something, huh? Boy, oh, boy. So they're probably getting rid of the best soldiers you, you've got in the armed forces. When you do, when you people like that are probably the ones who will most likely be to be the best soldiers you're gonna have. That's right, that's right. They are, and I will say that about the uh, the same thing with the black soldiers and whatnot. The people that believe in their people and believe in their race and their and their background and their family, the people that believe in their race and their heritage are the best soldiers mm-hmm. that America can have. But the problem is, is they they are so so. Uh, 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 against everyone, the society and the normalization of this, we can't be proud of who we are in America today, has really destroyed the backbone of this country. Because what do we care about, folks? Our job, our money, right? You heard what that yeah. caller said. That was a guy from a store here in Summerfield, North Carolina, that I know personally. You heard what he said. I know congressman. You heard what he said. He called me congressman because he knows I'm running here for North Carolina House of Representatives. I know. I, I was hoping he didn't recognize my voice, but he recognized me. I know I'm going to hear it tomorrow. I'm going to hear it tomorrow. I know I'm going to hear about it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I put him on the spot there, and he flat out told, you know, uh, you know, and me and him disagree all the time. He's a friend of mine, actually. You know, I consider him a friend, but, man, when it comes to war, you know, what am I going to do? i got to stick up for freedom first, you know. I mean, he's got to go. <laughs> I hope he's not listening right now, but push comes to shove. Freedom comes first, Can man. Can I say something? You know? Yes. Go ahead, you Mike. Know, when George Bush in 1996, uh, uh, he said, the United States Constitution is a goddamn piece of paper. We always yeah. love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But today, yeah, I know. the United States Constitution is torched in front of our eyes. So, at that time, George Bush said that, and he was New World Order, and today is the same New World Order. Nothing has been changed. And we were screwed over and over again, and, you know, Constitution of the United States is finished. I mean, we have no rights anymore, and. Uh, nobody has a right anymore anymore. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're right. I mean, uh, but what's the answer, though? What's the solution? You know? I mean, uh, well, how do we fix it? When it comes to people just got to be civilly disobedient. That's all. Do you think there's hope? You yes. think? I mean, why, I mean, you guys are all in the know. You guys are very well educated, all the people that I got on here right now. I'm not taking any new callers right now. But I'm just saying, you guys are in the know. You guys are out there. You know what's going on. Do you think there's any hope? Oh yeah, I do, I do believe there's hope. Uh, I don't think so. We got a tough road to yeah. hold here, Joe. Don't don't get too don't get too too d- d- down in, in the mouth about this. There are a lot of people prepared to resist this. Everybody's not willing to roll over and play dead. Maybe even most people, but a significant minority of people are just not gonna take it. They're going to civilly disobey, and then we're going to see what what ensues next. I would I would argue the opposite as far as the amount of people. I think it's the, the smaller group that's making all the noise because they have the backup of the media and they have all the, these people that actually have the the bullhorn and to scream and jump up and down. And and but I think the majority of people. There was a poll that was just done, and Bill Maher had um, read it to Adam Schiff because he says I have bad news for you. 
and he says, and this is their poll, a left poll, that 80% of America disagree with the direction that the country is going in, and they, they're not liking it at all. And so uh, I thought, Adam Schiff, he says, well, that's just because uh, of the shift of dynamics. We have uh, the Trump, Trumpians, he calls them, or whatever, that, that are seizing, uh, trying to seize power and overthrow the election. He's going back to that garbage again. But anyway, he had no explanation for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so you know, find approval ratings of, uh, of of Harris and Biden. I've never seen worse for a presidential pair in my life. Look, I was well, talking to a friend of mine. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day on, on uh, privately. I wasn't going to ever talk about this, but I figured I'd bring it up because tonight was a very interesting conversation we're having. I've spoken with Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, uh, from New York there. I've spoken with her two times on the telephone, all right, privately. No. Um, and, and he was like, you spoke with her? I can't believe that. You know, and, and it was like, you know, and, and there's this, this this feeling of, like, you may be a traitor. you got to be careful because they'll get you to sell out. But what I was trying to bring the point across is that the media puts these figureheads up on, on a pedestal and this narrative that they say, and I'm going to tell you right now, she really isn't as bad of a person and, and isn't that bad of, a, 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 of what she believes in her policies as the media portrays her to be. She really – I mean, I disagree with her on a lot of things that she says politically, but, but the media blows her at the water, and really she, – and she has no control over it. And she was trying to tell, like, tell me this. And, you know, and, and I'm trying to explain. I mean, we spoke for about 18 minutes, I think, uh, 20 minutes, you know, on, on, the sh- on, on the phone the first time. And the second time was like maybe eight minutes because she had to go, it was, you know. But I spoke to her because I was talking to her on Twitter and, uh, and then on Facebook, uh, uh, my, my business page or whatever. Uh, and then and so what it is, they try to recruit me to one of their phone drives. They do this, these phone uh, drives where they call people in mass numbers and – that's how I, I got linked to her because I told her, I said, you know, because they know my position. I do a podcast show and whatnot. So I got linked to her. I spoke to her two times. And and the thing of it is, is she wasn't trying to sell, get me to turn or anything like that. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not that important. But what I'm trying to say is because somebody sent me a message right now. But I'm just trying to say is that I spoke to her, and she, and she really was just trying to get into my head, and I was trying to get into hers. And, and really the media portrays people, and, and you'd be surprised. It's not what you think it is. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to say this. Suzette, you're, you, I think you're more familiar with what I'm trying to say, maybe. That, that, that it's like everything out there is a false narrative. It's not true what thing, a lot of people, what people are saying. A lot of this stuff's not really the way it is as the way it portrays to be, I guess you could say. Well, but it may could be worse, with and, that is you know? Well, specifically pertaining to Ocasio-Cortez, the only thing I would say about um, as far as what you're saying, is that she has her own TikTok channel, her and her own. Uh, she was on YouTube for a little bit, but she got off of there because uh, conservatives were trolling her, I guess. But but she has her own TikTok, yeah. and she put she. There's no way for the media to, to misportray it because she's speaking directly to her listeners. And so, I mean, as a person, she, you know, she seems like yeah. a nice person. Yeah. But um, but other than that, her I, I disagree with her climate change policies. And oh no no no! Don't get me wrong. Hey hey, um, hey listen guys, I, I could be kicked out of the patriot movement now for saying this. <laughs> you know, no listen, I disagree wholeheartedly with a lot of her policies. What I'm trying to say is, 
is the narrative that the media tries to portray her as the being is not true. Oh, she's a Democrat. Oh, she's a socialist. Don't get me wrong. You know, but but they blow it out of proportion. That's my point. They blow it out of proportion as to what you know what I mean. And the media, we got to be careful because they look what they did with Trump. They did the same thing, right? You know, they blow a lot of what well, he Marjorie does. Marjorie Taylor says, Green is another one. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green is another one. They blew out of proportion. Yeah, yeah, yep. that she yeah. Said. yeah. Well, she's a Q supporter. She's one of those Q people and a <laughs> Trump supporter, and <laughs> and it's crazy. totally false. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's totally yeah. false, you know. Yes, I want to give you guys a website. Please go to HTTPS. Of course, you put that one always. And a semicolon slash slash iConnectFX.com. iConnectFX.com. There are so many nice videos there because everybody who are banned from YouTube they go over here, they put their videos, and you can see a lot of news, especially Israeli uh, news live, and other other information we get is from here. This is the inter- very nice intelligent site. Please visit iConnectFX.com. Okay, I'm going to do our closing thoughts at tonight's podcast here, but I just want to say this uh, to Suzette out there and Sarge and Mike. The Republic is working behind scenes right now networking privately uh i can't get into too much detail about that but they are working behind the scenes so there is a there is back room deals being made where you're going to have to choose your jurisdiction and that is an open and loaded uh statement right now but you're going to have to choose which side you're going to be on here soon because uh, uh we are heading for a great divide and we're going to really tell this in the next coming midterm election next year and they're trying to eliminate a lot of us, and, and I'm one of them. And people who know me personally know the crap that I'm going through down here. And a lot of it is, look, I'm dealing with a corrupt judiciary system down here in North Carolina. And I got nobody backing me up down here. I'm, I feel like I'm out on an island. You know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, mean I, I, I can't get into it. It would be impossible to get into it right now. I touch upon it a little bit, but uh, – Standing alone and standing up against the evil system that we rep- that represents the land in which we live today, you know, it's a hard thing. Once they target you, man, you know, you know. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but they kidnapped me. You know, I mean, I was sitting inside custody for 13 days. You know, and they had me freaking yeah, handcuffed to a grate in the floor. You know, you showed the other that you talked about. I was like, holy cow. Oh, I was saying, yeah. I heard you um, on your show the other night talking about it. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is America? What the heck is yeah. going on that they would do this to a person? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's lives. a true story. I mean, I got photographs and everything. I mean, I, I went into jail with a, 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 a normal person without no medical injury. I came out with a concussion, you know, and then I got an infection in my foot. Uh, from, from when they had the ankle thing on me, and uh, that got infected. I got staph infection. I mean, and anybody knows me, I'm in good shape. I mean, I bench pressed 400 pounds, you know. I mean, I'm in good shape. I mean, this thing broke me down, you know. I mean, I'm okay now, but the thing of it is, you're absolutely right, Suzette. They they do this to people today, and but just, they did it to me, I'm thinking. Imagine how many other people they're doing it to, and they're keeping Man. it quiet. Yeah. You know, so. It, have have you ever true. heard of anyone being jailed for almost a year for simple trespass? That's what they're doing to the folks nope. in this so-called January 6th insurrection. 
Well, there, Sarge, and yeah, solitary that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, and, and Suzette. There's many of them in the dungeon. Suzette, $45,000 bond for, for a misdemeanor, for a misdemeanor, $45,000 for a bond. Come on, who ever heard of such a thing? Yes. They were that's asking the for 100000 100000 That's a murder charge. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. The Patriot Act sounded good to a lot of people, but this is what it is. That's that's what they're going to do to you, and they can because of that. So I'm sorry, but you a bunch of idiots who were cheering for it. Go, yeah, we're going to get the terrorists. How many Americans have taken down using that system? I know. <laughs> How many Americans have it taken down with that system? Uh, yeah. oh. I know, right? I, I, I like how you just said that. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. You're killing us, you know? I mean, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you. Uh, hey, closing thoughts to tonight's podcast. I had a couple other callers. They dropped, but uh, I'll start with you, Sarge. You go first, and I'll, then I'll go down the line to Mike, and then, Suzette, I'll let you get the last word. Go ahead, uh, Sarge, you first. Well, I had wanted to uh, talk about Kyle Rittenhouse because I've been watching the trial in open-mouthed amazement, listening to the utterly inane and absurd arguments of these prosecutors. It is beyond belief. I've never seen anything advanced by a prosecution to negate the rights, an alienable right of self-defense, what I've seen here. And what they're doing to this kid ought to go down as one of the more disgraceful moments in American jurisprudence. I mean, it just got off of what they're doing. What they're trying to tell us is this. You don't have a right to resist the lumpen proletariat that has been set upon us by these people who want to fundamentally transform America, want to take us away from our inalienable right of self-defense and the Second Amendment, and who want to let the little Marxist mobs intimidate us through terror tactics, and we don't be able to raise the raise a peep about it, when the authorities abrogate their duty and their responsibility to keep it under control. If you ask me, that's what this thing is all about. I agree. I agree, Sarge. Mike, go ahead, Mike. You've been on here. And, Mike, I do. I haven't heard you for a long time. I'm glad you uh, chimed back in here the past few shows. Thanks for your voice. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Uh, closing thoughts here to the Times yes, podcast. Sir. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Sir Suzette, and uh, our beloved host as well, too. You know, uh, the question is, we must be united, and we must never, never, you know, do harm to each other by any means. And we are American. We have a constitution of the United States behind us, and we must tolerate each other as much as possible, but, you know, when it comes uh, uh, to, you know, abortion, is my body my choice, choice. So when it comes to vaccination, is my body my choice. There is no other way. It's my choice, and that's it. We must end to this, and we must not put vaccines, vaccines that is made in two days, is a is not a real vaccine. It's, it's right now pe- more people are around the globe are sicker and sicker. Hospitals are sicker and sicker, but the reason is because of the people put the shots, and and 10% of people who are not put the shot in the hospital. So you can see there is something wrong with this vaccine. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Yeah, 
Uh, Mike, I think we'll disagree on the abortion thing. I think that's a future show, though. We'll go. We'll get into that. You and I. But then, you know, that's the thing, though. We could disagree, and uh, but we got to. In a way, though, we have to find out what the common denominator is at the end of it all. And I think the Constitution, in a way, plays that out in the end. You know, when everything is all settled out, and we all can get what we want, but we just can't kill off each other. We got to fight and stand up against tyranny and the enemy. And then once we eliminate the enemy, then you know what? We can argue amongst each other, and we'll all have a seat at the table, and we can go our separate ways. Because there'll be room enough in this world for us to live the way we want to live. You want to be this way? You want to be that way? You can. We'll have enough. But right now we have an atomic bankers that are controlling us and the tyranny right now trying to control us and kill us off. But Suzette, go ahead. Uh, just to add on to that, um, yeah, it's not us against each other. It's us against them, and we need to get that straight um, to end this tyranny. But um, also, Mike, I have a pen and paper to get that website from you. I, I, I didn't get it. Um, you kind of said it too fast. So what was that website you were talking about? iConnectFX.com. HTTPS, of course, you put, or just put iConnectFX. It, it will come, and you push it on the second uh, second one or first one. I mean, iConnectFX.com. Okay, got it. Thank you. And I will just say to you your listeners, um, stand strong, civil disobedience, uh, anywhere and anytime you can, but just don't let it get out of hand to where you end up getting yourself put in jail because you're no good to us there. So do it the right way, and um, we shall overcome. God bless America. God bless the Republic. Yeah, God bless the Republic, because we can't remember. We can't ever forget the Republic because that's what it's all about anyway. The Republic, we're not a democracy, that's for sure. So uh, you know, a democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. But hey, it was a good podcast here tonight, Suzette. Man, you you always bring a good crowd with you, Mike. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, Suzette, real quick, uh, tell everybody because I got a bunch of people here on. It's a big following here tonight. Tell people uh, you still do your show, right? I do. I'm on Spreaker on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time under Welcome to Suzette Live. And Thursday, I will be on Blog Talk Radio on Donnie C's show, uh, hosting a show. So, what time? Um, what time? What time? It will be at, it, it'll be at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. What's the name of that show again? Donnie C. Donnie C. Hey, can you invite me too, please? <laughs> I, uh, Donnie C, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check it out, Blog Talk Radio, Donnie Blog C. Talk Radio. Uh, yeah, is he going to have a call-in? Is, he, is that a live call-in show, or is that just listen? Um, on BTR, it's a, it'll, uh, there should be phone calls. Yes, we'll, we'll, I'll be accepting phone calls. What's the phone so number? Do you got the I number or no? Two, right? Susan, I, do I, I don't have me? that yet. Okay. I have a show on Spreaker, uh, Mike. I have a show on Spreaker. And um, and then I'll just be hosting a show on Thursday for Donnie C. On, on Thursday, 9 p.m. East. Thursday, 9 p.m. East. Check mm-hmm. out Suzette on uh, Donnie, Donnie C., right? Donnie C. show, right? Yep. Uh, uh, yes. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> D-O-N-N-Y. Oh, you're Thursday. welcome. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank Take you. Say hello to your husband. And and keep up the good fight, Suzette. Keep up the good fight, fighting the good fight. Sarge, you know you too. And Mike, thank you. Mike, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, I guess uh, we'll wrap it up right there. But, uh, hey, everybody, God bless the Republic. Thank you for calling in tonight, everybody that did participate. God bless the Republic.
talk to Will in Arizona. Thanks for holding her on the air. First off, I am a Prism TV Planet member. Awesome, brother. Go ahead and into your points, and I'll hold you over if need be. Um, if you really want to have an unbridged idea of what is going on today, look at uh, – it's actually a YouTube video, but it's a, it's a documentary, uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, The Greatest Story Never Told. He actually kicked out a lot of the bankers because they were trying to implode Germany after World War I. And it was the bankers. And when I was watching that, it was five hours long. And I started listening and saying to myself, wait a minute, They're, they are just repeating history. But because we are so dumbed down in the sense of our historical knowledge. Well, I haven't seen the documentary you're talking about, uh, but uh, people can, I guess, check it out for themselves. It's a very well-made, excellent and moving documentary called Adolf Hitler, The Greatest Story Never Told. I want you to do something for me as well, and I would really appreciate it. Before you listen to this interview, I want you to watch the documentary. I know you want to listen to this program right away, but if you haven't already seen it, I want you to stop this program right now and go watch the documentary first. And I'm adamant about watching the documentary because one of the biggest hurdles that the majority of people seem to have, they're basically just kind of set in their ways and they argue that they already know everything that they need to know concerning this topic. Well, I can promise you, people, you don't know one-tenth of it. I seriously had a panic attack after I watched that documentary, The Greatest Story Never Told. And for days afterward, I was really shook, shook up. It, was, it had such a profound impact on me and, and everything started making so much sense and I felt so... I mean, I've always felt kind of betrayed by, by the powers that be, but I felt more betrayed than ever. Mm -hmm. And I started and I started looking back on my entire life, and yeah. looking back at all the movies that I'd seen. I just couldn't believe it. I thought if they could pull off this, then anything is possible. Anything. Yeah. You know, and uh, that one, you know, I would encourage anybody watching this or listening to this to, to watch that hasn't seen that documentary to watch it and, and go with, back with and, an open mind uh, open mind and listen to that interview that you did with um, Dennis Wise recently but that's most likely what, what got us censored from iTunes by the way too that show yeah well that uh, shows it, what we're not allowed to talk about it's, just, yeah, it's exactly. off limits you know now, and that's what when I was going through that sort of panic attack re realization that was it that, that was the that was the big red flag I was like oh my god like of course of course we're not being told the truth because we're not allowed to talk about this issue. When you're not allowed to talk about something, then that's that's like the red flag right there. If it's off yeah. limits, then that's the thing you need to talk about the most. And to, and the rule to remember is that history is written by the winner. I can promise you, people, you don't know one tenth of it. It looks like the sand people did this all right. Look, the scaffy sticks, pants, the trash. It's just, I've never heard of them hitting anything this thing before. They didn't. But we are meant to think they did. These tracks are side by side. Sand people always ride single file to hide their numbers. These are the same Jawas that sold us our two and three people. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. But why would Imperial people want to a Jawas? If they place the robots here, then they have learned who they sold them to, and that would lead them back home. Oh, wait, Luke! It's too dangerous! You know this is not to pass away. 
There's one thing that you men will be able to say when you get back home. And you may thank God for it. Thirty years from now, when you're sitting around your fireside with your grandson on your knee, and he asks you, what did you do in the great World War II? You won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. All right, everybody, thank you for uh, joining me here tonight. Understanding the time we live today, no matter what we uh, may believe or think or in our own little world, the main thing that we have to understand, and some of us don't realize that or understand that until we get older, I wish I would have known what I know now, that uh, life is uh, very important to each and every one of us, and uh, no matter who you are or where you come from, <clears throat> or what you believe in, the most important thing to each and every one of us is freedom. And a lot of us stand up for freedom, and we're willing to die for freedom. But there's many more of us that don't stand up and live out and carry out what we believe in. We hide behind closed doors and uh, don't really... I guess you could say take that stand, but to those veterans out there and to the people out there that really believe and that served their country and served what they believe in, the people that went out there and fought, no matter who you are, what color you are, where you come from, if you stood for freedom and you stood for America and the foundations of what this country actually stood for and what we believed in, and you stood up for truth, then... You know, you're you're a part of my group and a part of my way of thinking, and you're a brother of mine. So, with that being said, you know, no matter what where life takes us tomorrow or the next day, if I'm here with you, or if you're if you're there and I'm not with you, just remember that standing up for what you believe in and who you are, and your family, and basically just your, I guess, I, I, I mean, it's hard to put into words, but those of you who have walked the walk, talked the talk, and stood up for what you believe in, and and I know a lot of people that took that oath or who were out there fighting what, whatever war it was in or whatever mission you were on or whatever group you were a part of at that time when you were standing up for freedom and standing up for that flag and our constitution you know what I'm talking about and it doesn't matter where you were at that time when you believed in that and you you stood up for what was right it doesn't matter at the end of the day what everybody else is saying or doing because it only matters what you really believed in and stood for and the sacrifice you were willing to pay or did pay at the end. And it doesn't matter what God you believe in or or how you believed, but I know this, that throughout my life, 
And I saw death. I seen it. I lived it. <clears throat> and I almost was murdered twice. And I, and I, I know I walked the walk and talked the talk, so I have nothing to prove to anybody. But some of us out there that have any questions or reservations about who you are and deep inside, you know, don't question yourself or your motives. If you, you will know when the time comes what decision to make or where to stand and who to stand with. You will know. Trust me. And I knew when the time came. And I know now who I stand with and what I'm willing to fight and die for. I know what I'm willing to die for. And I know what I'm willing to stand up for. I know that at the age I'm at, and I've known it for quite some time now, after facing death. And it doesn't matter what the next guy says. It doesn't matter what anybody else says about you or what they feel about you or what position you're in or what category of society you think you're a part of or class or generation or belief standard. Just know this. When the time comes, again, I will repeat this, when the time comes and that decision has to be made between right and wrong, you'll know. But it won't take a long time and, and you won't get a lot of time to think about it. You'll know which way and which way to go, who to stand with or who to be a part of. So don't listen to what others say, but watch what others say and watch what they do and how they act and understand how they act and why they act that way. And you'll come to believe the right way to carry out the rest of your life even if it's only for a moment, because some of us, when we make that decision, it could be game over at any moment or any part of time that proceeds after that, you make that decision. And what I'm trying to make a point across to you is that life-altering decisions and choices come across us each and every single day. And some of us live in these small little bubbles, and some of us are part of a crowd, and some of us are in big bubbles, and some of us are important people, and some of us are just living to just carry out tomorrow. But whatever way, whatever thought or whatever uh, action perceives you or do you perceive that's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day, whatever future you have planned for you and your family, understand that love and loving your brother and looking forward and planning for a better tomorrow is the most important thing that you can ever do. No matter what age you are or where you are and what aspect of life or, or uh, I guess you say, class you're a part of, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it or, or to phrase it or try to apply it. So for you to understand that listening to this, just remember that decisions you make today are going to affect the people around you. And understand that how you live tomorrow going to affect people around you. 
remember, I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. But certainly the answer that we're trying to answer through our words, through our love, is so hard to figure out. You know, the most important thing to me in my life is obviously, if you listen to my show, my children. But I sacrifice each and every single day for you and the other people out there that listen, not just for my children, but for your families and your children also. It's hard to put in words. It's hard to demonstrate just by words exactly what it is I'm trying to uh, articulate to you. But all I know is that I don't know where I'll be a week from now or two weeks from now or a month from now. But I know for a fact that the things that I've done and I've said and the things that I've spoken here on this podcast show were my best way to communicate my objective to make all of our lives better. Whether it be in my little part of the world or my state, my county, or my country. Some of us don't get the larger platforms that we want to speak upon because, you know what, (laughs) we're not ready for it or we just wouldn't be able to handle it. But I know that what I do each and every day is trying to do what is best For everyone else. So, with that being said, uh, you know, those of you who know who I am as an individual and a person, need to un- I'm sure you know exactly where I'm coming from. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I couldn't have done more and what I was doing or the goals that I was trying to perceive but press upon everyone else. But I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's easy to script out something and write something out and pretend to be something that I'm not or that I want to be. But uh, I will say my heart is with the Republic and for my country and for my family and for my friends. And I consider most of the people out there listening tonight my friends and my friends that are willing to be there and be here. So as you say, uh, Good night, and God bless the Republic, and God bless everyone that listened to this podcast show here tonight, and uh, hopefully we can do another show in the future. Take care. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit